What is up, everybody? Welcome into another Sunday edition of More Important Issues. It's time to get going after a restful weekend, or I hope everybody's has been. Hope it's been good. We are going to talk some baseball, Tennessee baseball, College World Series. It is mayhem in Omaha, and not for the usual reason it is this time of year. Um, different reason, more not as bad, but uh, not not good. Not a good look for UCLA, <laughs> who should be starting the NIL stuff here soon, and uh, maybe looking like they were. I mean, the Supreme Court made them. Like the fact that I don't know, it was, it was pretty hilarious that non-judges agreed on something. I don't, I don't think that happens often, so that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, not a good week for the NCAA, that's for sure. Uh, we'll also talk some recruiting news, some guys on campus, uh, football got some guys camping. Um, been a been a busy week on that front, and uh, getting busier with the roster. I mean, you can't do anything about it now for 2021, but the roster is not in great shape. Um, sure we'll discuss plenty of that as well as a guy that got dismissed from the team guy left team all that good stuff not good stuff but you get it (laughs) we gotta talk about it we gotta talk about it expectations for the season um as far as 2021 goes it i mean it's i I thank the baseball team for making it baseball season as long uh, as long as possible it is summer now and um you know in knoxville and i think most of the sec country it is football season officially uh mississippi state and vanderbilt vanderbilt get the pleasure of not not looking ahead yet, so um, good for them, I guess. If, hey, yeah, if, you get, I mean, if you get there, you get there. Yeah, it kind of sucks that how Vanderbilt, you know, we're, we're going to talk about that here in a second. But uh, the fact that Tennessee was able to, to put an L in um, the season of two of the teams that are playing for a national title is, is yeah. pretty special in itself. And that, that just goes to show you how good that that team was. Um, didn't turn out. The way you wanted it in Omaha, but still a really good team and a special, special season. I know we talked about that a lot last week, but uh, man, it was fun while it lasted. And you know, we get less of a off season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, me and me and you, it's it's hard to fill that space with without any Tennessee sports. But you know, they're able to go late in June, and you know, that's all you can ask for. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Made it a lot easier. And uh, we'll also have segments, of course. If you've got questions, drop them in the chat. Tell us where you're listening from. Um, big big geography guys, obviously. No big deal. Um, Tennessee, actually. Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, big geography guys They and gals. They, uh, they're they opening up a new campus. They, I don't know how that works. They are now they <coughs> Martin Methodist College. I don't know if that was by force or um, by agreement. Um all right, we are. I mean, we're pioneers of some sort, but yeah, new campus. So, so where is Martin Methodist? I didn't hear about this. Pul- I'm sorry, Pulaski, Tennessee, um, Middle Tennessee. Uh, they're going to okay. have a new undergrad um, college or like whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, it's a new four year school. It'll be UT Southern, I believe, will be the name of it. So, okay, cool. So now Tennessee will have campuses in all three divisions of. Tennessee, East, Middle, and West. UT Martin, UT Southern, and UTK. And UT Chattanooga. UTC, yeah. Yeah, so. Cool. Yeah, big geography people over there as well. Um, All right, well, Lance's going to tell you guys about some of the people that make this show possible, and we're going to get going. Drop the questions. Check check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Here's a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. 
People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that. Tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! God, hearing, hearing Peyton. Sorry. Sorry. No, I go, no, go. I'm, I'm with the, you. But hearing Peyton just kind of made me a little bit angry. Angry? Interesting. Just because, like, he's a, he's a bad luck charm. I'm going to refute that. His his record is not – like, he's got to realize, like, his record when he attends a game, when they put the spotlight on him, like, it, I don't know what it does, but Tennessee just does not win in front of Peyton Manning. But what's Tennessee's record when Peyton's not there? Because it can't be that much better. If uh, that's that's probably <laughs> true. But, but he goes to the big games that we need to win. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, Tennessee won a lot when he played here. And, um, I mean, I also, like, I mean, I don't know how many. I mean, I'm sure he went to pretty much the same amount of games early in his career as far as football probably once a once a year or whatever uh, due to offseason or offseason by, by week. So, but, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm but not does he not get tired of, of going and being like, dude, every time I come to this place, they freaking lose. Yeah, no, I'm sure that's. De- I mean, surely the thoughts crossed his mind. I don't know, but I. Well, someone, or his kids, like his kids, have to think that too, right? Oh, someone, yeah, someone tweeted that because his son was sitting next to him in Omaha. And they were like, "Dad, why do you keep bringing us to this <laughs> team that loses?" So that's a that's a fair point that I hadn't considered. The kids have got to be very, very, very confused. Right. They, um, yeah, that, that's a that's a great point. But I love this team in orange so much. They're not very. Good. Yeah, for real. He's like, <laughs> I mean, every time we come, they lose. It, it's, it doesn't make sense. I don't even know if I've ever seen them win. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a great point. Um, he was in Omaha. Uh, that's, you, Tony Vitello's stand. I know we talked about it a little bit on Wednesday. Um, the, yeah, uh, that guy's report was true. LSU, they hired the Arizona guy. Jay, yeah, Jay, Jay Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> he was uh, at Nevada before he – I think he spent four years at Arizona. Um, he was previously at Nevada. So, yeah, good hire, great hire, actually. Props to you, LSU. <laughs> Um, you, you made Tennessee fans sweat it out a little bit, but uh, we, we kind of knew in the back of our heads that, you know, Tony Vitello, just the vibe we got, it just didn't seem like he was interested. But, you know, when, when it's a program like an LSU or something like that, 
And then being ten, a Tennessee fan, you just know that the worst is coming. So you just expected, you know, something bad was going to happen. Something was going to um, be on the tracks of that train. Um, but it's still rolling, baby. Yeah, the like you said, it, not surprising that LSU didn't get Tony Vitello. Uh, don't truly know how much he how much involved he was in that search. He said that he hadn't spoken with LSU when he was asked at the College World Series. Now, whether his agent had done it or not, you know that's <laughs> that doesn't exactly answer that question. So, not not sure entirely sure how involved he is or was in, in that. But yeah, he's you know there's definitely something to what he's already built at Tennessee and, and what he plans to build. I, I know there was um, for me some questions. Obviously, you know there was publicly some stuff said about the commitment to the to the baseball program, but. You know, until you really put up, it's it's kind of hard to really say how committed you are. So until the ground breaks on some new stuff at Tennessee, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna praise Danny White for anything that you know how he's handled the situation. Break ground. Let me see the contracts roll in for Vitello or the assistant coaches, and I'll believe that Tennessee's truly committed. So that you know that being there, I think made me kind of fear in the back of my head. It's easy to say you support a guy fully, but when it comes down you know down to time to write the check, are you writing the checks or or not? And we haven't seen it yet. But we'll, you know, to be determined. Uh, as far yeah, as you, you live to see another day. You didn't lose Tony Vitello. Right. Um, you right. still got him on campus. So that's, that's, uh, I, I guess that's the hardest part, um, you know, when, when you're dealing with this. But yeah, I'm sure they're Scott Woodard talked or Woodward talked to Tony Vitello's agent. Um, I mean, he was the national coach of the year. How do you not just reach out and be like, hey, is there any interest? Um, and it just seemed like the answer was no. So LSU fans can probably just, Shut up, I guess. You know, I'm. I think they'd be more than happy to have Tony Vitello, but since they didn't, um, you know, they want to say, "Well, he wasn't even on our list." Yeah, that's probably because he didn't have any interest to be on your list. Yeah, the. I mean, LSU. I mean, that argument's dumb. Uh, it's it's always a dumb one. That it's the rejection one. Oh, I didn't want you anyways, and uh, it's a terribly dumb argument because LSU fans didn't want him, but. Yeah, he's here to stay, and uh, he signed a uh, lifetime contract at the Fan Day, so good for him. Congratulations. Um, shout out to Kevin Volones, I think is his name on Twitter, uh, his wife for the, the awesome poster. <laughs> got to get Danny White's signature, I think, to make it 100% official. <laughs> you, at least, you at least got one signature on it. and uh, You still I, take it to court. To yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that, you know, as far as the outlook of this, this Tennessee baseball program, talking about its trajectory, I, I, think, I think the aspect of – wanting to build something special um, is like, you know, is important to Tony Botello. I think the fact that he's going to be the guy to do it at Tennessee makes him, you know, that kind of, you know, turns the gears for him getting to be the guy to do it rather than just being maybe, you know, whether you're successful or not, you know, LSU baseball is already LSU baseball right now. The story of Tennessee baseball is very much so, you know, um, still being written. It's like the, the chapters haven't even been decided. Whereas you know, LSU baseball, you just be another chapter. Not That's attractive to a lot of guys. I mean, um, you know, when Alabama job comes available, like Alabama's Alabama, it's attractive for that reason. But some uh, building something special is important to people. Now, got to have the resources to do it. It's hard to do on your own. So, like I said, we'll see with commitment. Yeah, and he talked with, uh, I think, Joe Rexrod um, about – the loyalty thing and, you know, how Tennessee gave him that first opportunity when even his, his alma mater didn't at Missouri. And, and I mean, 
thanks Missouri for that because that should have been an easy hire. And you, you went. I mean, I, I guess like looking looking back, you kind of say that, but maybe you know if he doesn't work out at Tennessee, then you know it is what it is. But um, it, it just like look at LSU base or look at Missouri baseball and look at Tennessee baseball right now, and it's because of Tony Vitello. So I appreciate them not uh, giving him that opportunity. Oh yeah, hindsight's definitely twenty twenty. I I don't know if I. I mean, I know I wasn't like. That's a great hire Tennessee's made, um, especially because the faith in John Curry wasn't there from the get-go. Um, but obviously it ended up being working out. Hey, one good thing, John Curry. That's the thing Tennessee's been able to do with its athletic directors. It seems like um, uh, Dave Hart and John Curry all kind of had like one good thing. You had the the uh, Rick Barnes hire and, the, and then the John or the uh, Tony Vitello hire. So, so what was Fulmer's? Yeah, that one I'm not – never mind. So that's a good point. Uh, well, maybe Kelly Harper. I mean, okay, like, yeah. That's, that story is still being written too. And she's like – I mean, she's off to a pretty good start. So, you know, obviously some games left to win out there, but she's pretty young and, uh, yeah, a pretty good start. So maybe that's Phil Fulmer's to be determined. I don't know. Didn't John Curry bring back the Lady Vols too? Or was that Fulmer? I f- I, I'm out on that. Right. I'm really not sure. I don't know. No, I don't know. I, I, it might have, I, you know, I want to say it all happened when Fulmer was here, but it may have been something like put into motion by Curry's staff. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, not really sure. That was uh, I, that that decision will never make sense to me for so many reasons. Um, yeah, that's that's a weird to take one. it away, right? Yeah, like yeah. It, uh, it, incredibly dumb. But I digress. Um, so what's going on in the in Omaha? That's brutal. It, speaking of things that just will never make sense to me, and like save your. It's kind of like the Caden Salt thing. Save your like marijuana is you know should be legal. Like save the people should get vaccinated thing for a lot of reasons. Um, but like save it for this moment because that's not the point. Like people are saying, well, if they were just vaccinated, it, this could have all been avoided. Well, I mean, the it just feels like the NCAA is is white knighting this this COVID thing because there's 21,000 people in the stands. What was the COVID protocol before? the you know the nc state players were tested like were they were they tested upon arrival because like no no i i think all unvaccinated players had to go through kind of that same schedule like when they were doing everybody before like before the season or during the season before i don't know during COVID, i guess yeah so my question is is why you know if if this was going to be a thing like, why were the players and coaches still not required to wear a mask? Because vaccinated people can still get it and transmit it, too. So they should have been wearing a mask. Officials should have been wearing a mask. Stadiums shouldn't have been – if this is the stance you were going to take, like, that, it's that it, – you can't be half in, half out on it. That can't be the case. If you're going to protect the players, you got to protect the players. If you're going to protect the fans, you got to – like, it can't be a half in, half out. You choose when it's time to enforce it. So – and then, I, I like I, I tweet like how can you be proud of the product you're putting on the field right now? I mean, yeah, I mean Vanderbilt gets an easy pass because they're going to throw Jack Lauder in that game on yeah. Saturday. So now that Jack Lauder gets another day of rest, he gets to pitch that first game in, you know the the finals. Um, so I mean they're well rested and you know they're they have all the advantage right. against Mississippi State. They Mississippi State had to throw their ace 
last night and right. ended up winning. So, yeah, it's just kind of un- – it's just really unfortunate how things played out for, for NC State. Uh, you know, I feel for them that, that it sucks. Like, that's that's about all you can say. It sucks. I, I hate it. Yep. Um, you know, I guess you kind of well, look at the, the vaccinate like hindsight's twenty twenty, but, yeah, it's just a weird, weird thing that I didn't think would ever come up in the College World Series this year. No, I, I mean, on, like, again, no one was wearing masks on the field. No one was wearing – didn't seem COVID protocols were in place at all. It's it's it, it's embarrassing, <laughs> in my opinion, the way it was handled by NCAA for a number of reasons. You had the 2 a.m. news dump when they tweeted out um, – Jimmy, I guess you do have to kind of tweet that out. I'll, I'll take their stance of that. The you know NC State was told at midnight, so you got to. They were told at one a.m. I heard. Uh, well, the coach the coach said midnight in his okay. address. So, okay. um, but Still. I mean that's that's not something you tell the team though. It's seven or eight a.m. You do tell them immediately. So to defend that decision, even though I think it's a terribly dumb decision, they probably could have done it at like eight that night, um, which wouldn't have pleased a lot of people because it's eight on a Friday. But still. Um, you, you have – you got to make the decision at some point. The team found out as soon as they should, or maybe, maybe they could have found out earlier. But, yeah, I'll, I'll defend that at least a little bit. But it does it is a bad look all around. And the fact that four vaccinated players had it, so, like, save the vaccination argument because, again, you weren't – COVID protocols were not in place. Like, my, my next question, like, were they taking temperatures of fans? Were they – I mean, obviously, they weren't making them sit six feet apart. They weren't making them wear masks when they walked around. Like, if, if that's what you're going to, you know – I, again, it's just – it's incredibly dumb. You were half in, half out, and then it, it's, a, it's a bad look, and it's another just fumble and uh, just uh, black eye on the NCAA. It's just – it's a, it's dumb. Yep. Because, I mean, the, NC State, uh, they, they beat Arkansas. I mean, they had a – all they had to do is beat Vanderbilt once, and it was over. Yep. And so, you know, they, they played that game. They – and they're missing like what four starters? I yeah. think on. Oh yeah, um, I mean we didn't even talk about Friday. the original game. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like it, it, they were just it was kind of over for them from the get go. They they weren't missing four starters. They had thirteen players. So I did read Kendall Rogers. He's got all the details on the whole thing, and it, it is very confusing of how everything took place. Um, I need to go back and probably read it again because I don't have. All the facts, but it, it, it was just, again, unfortunate that it happened to NC State in, in the position that they were in. You know, they were probably the favorite, or them or Vanderbilt were the favorite to win the College World Series, and now their season's over. I mean, they yeah. it's not like they got to play that final game with four starters out, and they got beat, and that's how right. they ended their season. Like, that game didn't even take place, so right. – for it to end like that, it, it sucks. And it's kind of like the, the way it ended for Tennessee last year. Um, yeah, man. Except, you know, they're one win away from the College World Series final. Right. It was more than four players out. They played with 13 guys on Friday night. Right. So four players were tested positive. Tested positive. Yeah, that's right. I think it was six total. I think it was four vaccinated and two unvaccinated. I believe. I thought it was eight. So eight players total tested positive. I think that's what that. I need to go back and read that article. It's it was quite I'll, a bit. I'll go um, read it tonight. I I, I I follow along the tweets, and some of it you're probably getting some mis- misinformation from 
NC State outlets that, you know, who knows what their sources actually know. Um, you know, because I mean, the players only truly know so much. Like they aren't in they aren't in the meetings and, and whatnot, um, you know, with the officials. And honestly, I don't know if the coaches are either. So the coach – and that's not fair to the coaches uh, to not know, really know what's going on. But it's just a messed up situation that was handled very poorly. And, and I'm – Again, I, I I don't really know. I don't have a great answer, but it's just like you you didn't take it serious until maybe you were backed into a corner, um, and um, it's just messed up. It's messed up. Yeah, I mean that's a good point, Ryan. Ryan said, so tell me why they still play one game with positive test and the next and cancel it. Yeah, I don't I don't have a good answer. It was I think it was dumb. It was just a dumb situation all around. <clears throat> well, I think there's a certain number that marks it as outbreak. And so then they had to disqualify that team after that. But I think Saturday, it wasn't up to that number. Seems like 27 or however many had out on Friday. Would That seems like over half, over half well, the most team of those, had, it was out. Most of those were the the people that they were contact Con- traced. Which, come on, you, your contact rate, like the whole team's oh, yeah. been yeah, in contact. Right. Like. So say again, save that crap for me. Like if you, they they tested them, but they weren't able to get their results back in time for them to go to the game. So again, like just that's just, embarrassing. That is embarrassing. I need to go read the. I, I'm gonna go read the Kendall Rogers. I didn't realize there was an article. I've been you know obviously following along on Twitter, but I didn't I didn't realize there was an article out. So yeah, just unfortunate. I hate it for them. Um, I guess that's really all you can say about it. Uh, Poor on the NCAA. Another thing that's really poor on the NCAA is not having that third assistant, full-time assistant in college yep. baseball. And uh, that's why Tennessee lost a, a really good one and, you know, friend of the pod, Ross Kibbett. Yep. Good to see him go get paid opportunities, obviously. Um, like to keep him around on Rocky Top. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's hard to keep guys around when you can't pay them. <laughs> um, the fact, I mean, this this staff, entire staff, was uh, is very special. And you know they've just done a good job. They they and this kind of plays into why we thought um, it would be hard for Vitello to leave. I mean they like they genuinely like Tennessee a lot. Um, yeah. I mean a lot of these guys that have spent a fraction of their baseball life at Tennessee truly you know are, are enjoying what they're doing around here. Um, so and I mean that like you said, if there was a third paid assistant, um, I, I don't have a question where if Kivett would be in Houston or, or Knoxville right now. so Yeah, and got got to talk to him a little bit the other day, and it all kind of happened in a 24-hour span. And, uh, you know, it, it was just an offer that he couldn't refuse. Um, but again, money, full-time right. assistant. I mean, and you're um, – all the money you're making were, were based off camps. So um, being a camp director and, you know, COVID sucks. Yep. Uh, it's really hard to make money during that. So – yeah, he got that uh, opportunity. So happy, super happy for him. Um, that Houston program. I think they had a losing record this year, but again, it, it's a, it's not a power five school. They're in the American, but it, it's a program that, I mean, they're kind of like Cincinnati. It's basically a power five, um, a, a bigger school that you know really takes athletics seriously. I mean, they got Dana Holgerson from West Virginia, yeah, um, in, in the football program. So I think that's a good spot for him. Um, hopefully, he. he finds his way and, and makes, makes it back to Rocky Top one of these days. But, uh, yeah, super happy for him. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's Houston Again, playing. Again, NCAA, you suck. 
<laughs> right. It, I still do want the third pay the third assistant shirt, by the way. I, I still want right. that. Um, was Houston, are they playing in that Round Rock Classic that Tennessee announced they're playing in? I know they they're were the, not. They did the I, first I, year. I, okay. I did go look at that. They are not. I was uh, trying to find the tweet about it the other day and couldn't. And then yeah, that's actually going to be in Minute Maid Park, so it's not going to be in Round Rock. Okay. Um, so I, it's not the Round Rock Classic. It's it's named something else. The the name escapes me. But oh, yeah. I um, we were yeah, it's going to actually be in the Houston Astros Stadium. So okay, gotcha, gotcha. I guess I should have paid attention closer to that information. Um, but yeah, whatever. But yeah, All Kiv right. will be their their hitting coach, <laughs> and he'll be heavily involved in recruiting. Which you, you saw the the fiery and passion in Tennessee's last game. You know, I can't imagine what he's going to do on the recruiting trail with with that Houston. In a you know in that Texas in that state of Texas where, where there's a ton of baseball talent in, yeah, that uh, fiery passion. That's a, I don't what was that dude's name? I got blocked for what did I even say? What was that dude's name? Cork, Cork, Corky. Yeah, Corky. I don't. Know, I got blocked for something incredibly stupid. I got in. It was pretty much just like he was like, "I'll have a conversation with Tennessee fans." I was like, "I just asked a question. Like, I didn't say anything derogatory towards you." So I don't I don't know exactly what got me blocked, but um, yeah, nice. getting, those, getting those blocks up, man. What I wanted to say though is Cork is uh, yeah he is now a paid coach by university. So suck it. So yeah, now, now he is actually after um, all that. Oh, and, and he said when is ahead. it appropriate? He said when is it appropriate for a paid coach, whatever he said, to act like or to say this on national television? I was like every Saturday in the fall. Nick yeah, Saban's GD in it, dropping the F-bomb. Like, every Saturday in the fall, coaches, paid uni- paid state employees are cussing on national television every weekend. <laughs> yeah, didn't uh, Butch Jones, he said f to the whole Neyland Stadium. Yeah. I You know, <laughs> I want to ask about that moment. I'm curious about that moment. But, like, I like – He's the guy who would be like, I didn't say that. I said vacuum. <laughs> Vacuum in the mall. <laughs> yeah, he, he wouldn't even – he'd be like, I, I was talking to the Tennessee fans, but that's not what I said. That's what he would say. Because I'm like, there, there's no – like, surely he's not talking about the fans. But it is Butch Jones, so you never know. Right. Yeah. Um. So, Richard Jackson will take over that uh that volunteer assistant and take over the, the camp duties as well from Ross Kivett. He was a pitcher at Tennessee from 2015, 2019. Um, had a really big year for for them and out of the bullpen in 2019. Had a ERA of 1.4 and uh, worked a lot with um, Frank Anderson this year. Frank Anderson is the guy who like changed his um, mechanics with with his you know how he delivered the baseball, and that's why he had a breakout season in 2019. So it was a really big part of that that team who was in a regional and. Uh, or one went away from a super regional. So, yeah, Richard Jackson getting that promotion, pretty cool. Tennessee guy. Yeah, I think it. I think it shows a lot about the staff that that someone's wanting to, um, you know, wanting to stick around. And, you know, the fact that he came back to the program wants to be here. I think it says a lot about the staff. And and you know, I know you have that with just about every program, but and the fact that they're willing to hire Tennessee guys. And I know it's a volunteer assistant, but. Um, they do, you know, they do make a little bit of money. Obviously, not quite what they deserve off those camps, but it is a, it isn't the worst gig in the world. But yeah, let's let's get the third assistant, third paid assistant rolling. Yeah, let's get it going. Um, but yeah, I think that's huge for for that program to have um, 
guys under Vitello go get promotions elsewhere. I mean, that's what you want. That, that's what Rick Barnes does. You know, we haven't seen it a lot with the, the football program, but, uh, you know, that that's that's the kind of coaching turnover you want. I think Ross Kivett hit on that when he was on our show last. Um, you, you want that continuity, and if, you know, you, ha- you have to switch things up, you want it because guys, you know, got head gigs or, you know, a better paying job elsewhere. Right. I mean, it, it was a – yeah, this isn't the head coach jump that Kivett was talking about, but this is the – this is a jump to a better position uh, just because it is it is a paid position. Um, like I said, I, the the, assist, the third assistant isn't the worst gig in the world, but um, you aren't getting paid. Like the, there's a lot of money being left on the table that you could be making elsewhere. And it's, um, yeah, you know, there's probably maybe some more responsibilities come with it, but he doesn't, I mean, you talk, the, the time and effort he puts in is very evident when he comes on the show. So I don't think it was, um, I don't think he'll mind the extra workload. I think it'll just be getting paid for it now. Yeah. Then Ryan asked, um, y'all should break down their turners we have coming back for baseball, just what y'all's take. Um, a, a lot of that's going to – you know, a lot of those guys still have that extra year. I, I think the only guys yeah. that don't are Heflin, Durke, and Lipsius. Um, you know, th- those are the only three guys that I think are – like don't have any eligibility left. I think Evan Russell, kind of all those seniors have an opportunity to come back. Um, those juniors and, and stuff like that, you know, guys are going to have their um, name in, in the draft, and you know, we'll, we'll see kind of what happens with that. So it's kind of a revolving door. You don't really know what you're going to have back until that MLB draft, and you know, some guys make a decision whether to use that other year of eligibility or not. Um, two, I mean, guys, you're going to have you're going to have Drew Gilbert, you're going to have Jordan Beck, you're going to have Blake yep. Tidwell. You know, those guys are going to for sure be in this program. Um, Kyle Booker and another one that had a pretty big impact this season. Um, other than that, a, a lot of those are kind of up in the air. And, and that it, it is concerning, but, you know, I think a lot of those – like Evan Russell could probably use that that other year. Um, you know, Connor Pavoloni could probably benefit from coming back. Um you know, other, other guys, it kind of depends on where they want to hear their name called in the draft, what they're hearing from MLB scouts and things like that. So right. um, we'll, we'll kind of see exactly what, what Tennessee has, you know, probably later on in this summer heading into fall. And uh, maybe we'll get you a better breakdown of what that team will look like. Yeah, no, we can de- – I, I mean, let's definitely talk about it soon. I know it a lot of, it'll be a lot of speculation. Um, but, the, I mean, that like you mentioned, though, the fact is next year's team is going to be very, very different, We're kind of regardless of whether some guys choose, choose to stay. Um, it, it's going to look quite different with the uh, some of your key guys that have been here for a while. Obviously, they've been here for a while. They're Some of them are six-year guys. Um, so, it is going to look different. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to discuss that, especially because Tennessee has a – what was it? Num- is it number six? Mostly ranked clear um, because there's so many freaking outlets. Number six ranked recruiting class coming in. Yeah, I think that's a perfect game. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and and then you got to see like what guys are going into the draft and that. So, you know, I know Ryan mentioned we have the number one shortstop committed. That's Brady House. And he's not ever going to step foot on campus at Tennessee. I mean, he's a top 10 draft pick. He's going. Right. Right, so it's just the nature of that 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 too. So we'll uh, it'll definitely nil will have a you know something else to that's you know maybe that gives reason a reason to use that extra year. Maybe it gives guys 
guys a reason to not enter the, the MLB draft because they have the the opportunity to make a little bit money in college as well. So yeah, um, yeah, we have a better idea. We'll kind of break down that roster a little bit, but yeah, there's there's just so many pieces that you have, um, and so many you know things that that could see guys leave or, or guys return. It just would be impossible to kind of break that down right now. Yeah. We'll do it though. We'll we'll do it when we have a better outlook on the roster. Uh, let's let's talk about some recruiting news. Had some guys on campus this week weekend um, for for pretty much all sports. Yeah, so um, had some official visits. Getting those last official visits in June um, before that dead period hits um, July one, and uh, guys like that. You had some committed players. You had Vincent Sneed out of uh, Winter Park, Florida. Brady Foley out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And then you had some, you know, names to watch out for. Mo Clipper from Alpharetta, Georgia, is a uh, three-star offensive lineman. Cam Miller, who, who's been talked about a lot um, in, in Tennessee, is, you know, really high on him. He's a wide, three-star wide receiver, a three- or four-star kind of borderline there out of uh, Memphis, Tennessee. And then a uh, five-star running back, Branson Robinson. I think he's the number one running back in the country per rivals. Um, out of Madison, Mississippi, he's at the, he's from the same hometown as Jimmy Holiday, and okay. I think he spent kind of uh, the the weekend with him. Um, you had three star linebacker Caleb Perry, uh, three star defensive lineman Jordan Phillips, who's been here twice in, in the past month, and uh, Caden Pope out of Savannah, Tennessee, Hardin County. I think that's where um, somebody somebody on Tennessee's roster is from Hardin County. It does sound familiar, but I'm not sure. I know he could have was from there, but he ended up going to the Ole Miss. Um, man, I that is it Blakely? No, that's not Blakely. I don't, I don't have a good guess. I Maybe Bumpus. I don't know. It's it's one of the one of those kids is from uh, Tennessee and Quintel Jones, a three star uh, defensive lineman, was also on campus. So, I mean, nothing to really. You know, you, you did have a five-star on campus. I think that's huge of, of getting guys like that on campus. Um, I, I just think it's going to be hard to compete with, you know, Georgia and Alabama and things like that in recruiting when you don't really have anything to go off of. You got the NCAA violations and things like that. I just think yeah. it's going to be difficult for Tennessee to really recruit. Um, it, it, was I mean, Latre- it was Latrell this by the way. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was like, I, I know somebody is from Hardin County on that roster. I couldn't think of who it was. Um, yeah, it's just going to be difficult for uh, Tennessee to really, you know, put together a, a solid class um, right now. I think they got to win some ball games to do that. Um, but I don't, I don't think you're going to beat out Georgia and Alabama. I think it was hard enough for Jeremy Pruitt to do it when he was giving people money. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just don't think it's going to be. Um, some, I mean, they got beat out by the, the freshman All-American at Kansas, uh, Prutney. Yeah. To, to, to South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, they're, they're in them. When you, when you look at the, like the, the teams, the roster, you would think Tennessee's in a better spot than they are, but with the NCAA, you just don't know what that's going to look like. And I'm sure teams are, are using that against Tennessee. Well, and, and both programs, it's going to be, it's interesting to see like some of these programs that have new coaching staffs. We talked about it last week. All that Hypo can do right now is sell the vision. 
So mm-hmm. it, that that player specifically just saw more in Beamer's vision than in Heupel's, I guess. Um, I yep. probably thought he fit the roster better. What, whatever it may be, it, it's it's. I don't think it's as simple as South Carolina is in a better position than Tennessee or vice versa. Um, just because well, there's also so many had, questions. J.C. Horn go in the first round. I mean that that's yeah. that's got to be something you can really sell. That hey, you know, I, I know it wasn't me as the head guy, but we literally had. Um, the number one quarterback or cornerback in in the NFL draft, yeah, just last season. So, yeah, that, that's probably something that they probably used. And hey, if you got to use it, oh, absolutely. I mean, did you see Michigan using? You mentioned coaching staffs. I mean, Michigan's had a monument to Taylor Juan and Charles Woodson and Tom Brady. I don't remember who else is in it. Did you see that? That's kind of weird. Huh? I didn't. It was like that. a. It was like mannequins wearing their jerseys. And like them running out of the tunnel. I, mean, I guess it was kind of cool, but it was like an. It looked very weird. It was like an. Omnium. Michigan did that. Yeah. Taylor Luan went to. Went to did Michigan. he go to Michigan? Yeah. But Jack Conklin went to Michigan State. Okay, gotcha. I was yeah. like, somebody, one of the Titans went to, but Jack Conklin isn't with the Titans anymore. But yeah, that's yeah. what I was. Oh man. Yeah, that's strange. Um, I also saw this is going to be my fail, but I'll go ahead and mention it since we're talking about it. I saw Missouri wearing or using a stuffed tiger as one of their recruiting props. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> that seems. I, I want to see the picture or video, but yeah, that seems very, uh, very strange. Yeah, I mean the Tiger King. That that just kind of the the tiger name is just not it doesn't carry as much weight now that no it's definitely lost its moment in the spotlight in the United States it has right so, yeah not a not a great look for not not a not a time for tigers twenty twenty wasn't a great year for tigers you had the um uh you had the the Knoxville tiger obviously and Tiger King it just wasn't a good year did they really put Taylor Luan in that I mean like I think he's, he's just a big I think he's a big deal right now because of his like pop culture. Gotcha. So it, I mean, like that just seems weird. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but in, in, in with like Desmond or who? Who'd you say was it? Desmond Howard? I, I'm sure Desmond Howard was in it. I, I I remember Charles Woodson and Tom Brady were in it. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, Taylor. Yeah, Ryan said just said it. Taylor Long was in the front. It was kind of kind of weird. Yeah, that's strange. I, I would say just I would I'd say it has to do with his his presence on social media and then obviously you know I mean he's getting paid right now by the Titans from that deal he signed back a couple years ago the um, I mean he's a big like, he is a big deal in the NFL as far as like player recognition because he's outspoken he has the podcast like yeah I mean he's I would say I would guess he's probably one of the more well-known offensive linemen in the league like nationwide. Yeah. That's true, and I guess you're using that as a recruiting yeah, thing. Exactly. So, like, yeah, yeah, this is offensive lineman. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you use it if you got to use it. I guess it was it weird. Don't, don't get me wrong; it was weird. Yeah. I just I, I understand it. Um, I mean, when I think of monument, I'm thinking like a Mount Rushmore, and seeing Taylor Luan on the Michigan or <laughs> Mount Rushmore is kind of strange. It, it wasn't a monument. That probably wasn't the right word, but it's like so. It's like the you know how teams have uniforms in their facilities of like all their uniform combinations. So it's like guys wearing, and it looked like they were walking out of the tunnel at Michigan. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was in the stadium or in the facility or what, but, and it was, they were like lined <coughs> up kind of like spaced out where you could walk through them. 
I'll find the video. It was on Taylor Wan's Twitter. Did we see the? Did you see the Oklahoma videos? Like all the kids taking pictures with like Rolls Royces, like on the field. No. I'm like, this NCAA. Hello. Like, hey, this, hey, they're just getting prepared for NIL, man. Just like, hey, we got a dealership right down the road. I guess so. Ah, uh, you think they're getting Rolls Royces in uh, Lincoln? They might. You never know. I'm sending the video to you right now. Uh, Ryan mentioned it. It was it was kind of weird, but like when you think about it, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. It's just it's strange. It, it's strange, for sure. Like the thing is, is it's them. Like it's a tunnel that looks like it's heading to the field. Denard Robinson's in it. Um, they, you know, like but it's not going to the field. It's going to what? Maybe the weight room. Oh, Denard Robinson's in. That's kind of weird. Well, he was on the wasn't he on the cover of NCAA? He was a big deal in college. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. Who is the? Oh, is that Devin Bush? Maybe I'm, I'm, I'd have to go. I just clicked yeah, off. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, I it, mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're. I mean, these kids know. I thought I thought it was something a lot. Like I thought it was like an actual like general kneeling statue. No, no. Monument wasn't, like, the right, monument wasn't the right word. I don't know what the right word is, but um, it, it's not the right word. Monument wasn't the right word. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. You're definitely going to see some more teams do that because it was kind of cool, I guess. I, I don't know. But um, anything else for recruiting you wanted to mention? I know you got some of the I mean, guys. I, I, think, I think it is big to get a lot of these guys on campus, um, you know, especially with the way your program kind of looks from the, the outside looking in. But it's good to get these guys on campus. I think you had around 30 official visitors in these last um, – in, in the month of June. And so I think that's big. We'll kind of see if it leads to any um, recruiting or, or maybe a snowball effect. You, you saw Tennessee really pick up in the summertime last year. But, again, you kind of had, you know, two thousand the, the momentum of 2019 going into that summer. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see where Tennessee's at. I think they got to win some ball games in, in the fall, and mm -hmm. then we'll kind of see where, where this recruiting class really pans out. But uh, I think they got some some good um, good transfers, and, and I think this staff is, is doing as good a job as you can, really, in the situation that they're in. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a tough one. We'll, we'll see where they go. This summer, I mean, it is nice to at least get guys on campus. Um, you weren't able to do that any any in the spring. So it'll be uh, – we'll, we'll be see uh, be seeing kind of what they can do once they get guys in, in the environment, for sure. Yep. For sure. Uh, and uh, David Uben, <coughs> The Athletic, I haven't read the article yet. I read some excerpts on ex excerpts on Twitter. Um, he did a uh, – the whole article kind of like talking about what the recruiting process at Tennessee's like, I guess, from the eyes of um, guys that have been on campus. So we'll see. Yep. We'll see. Um, we'll talk some expectations here in a minute. We'll, we'll, we'll talk some ex expectations first. Let's, let's get to the bad news. Uh, also throw in, um, well, first Caden Salter was dismissed from the team. Not really <coughs> much of a surprise as he's been on campus for six months and hadn't practiced, practiced with the team at all. Um, and, you know, just got off of that incident. I know charges were dismissed, but the, he was involved in the incident um, back in, what was that, March? Yep. And, and then gets, you know, gets into this situation, kind of dealing with this. It's the same issue, too. It's not like it was something else. 
um, drug related. It was drug related and it was just, uh, is what it is. Uh, I think. I think. It, so I think Ryan mentioned it a minute ago in the chat. He's probably going to go ball out somewhere, and I. I kind of expect him to as well. I hope he can uh, figure out what whatever he needs to stay out of trouble. Because um, I think he can. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he's got a. He's got all the talent in the world, but yeah, he's got to find the field without getting in trouble, and that's. You know, he's not been able to do that at Tennessee. So yeah, I think it was maybe time for a change of scenery. Maybe. Uh, come to Jesus moment and be like, yeah, yo, I got to do something else because what I'm doing isn't working. So I hope he learns from this and, uh, you know, I, I wish him nothing but success, but yeah, it just wasn't going to come in Tennessee with the two incidents. I mean, he's only been on campus since January. So uh, I think kind of the relationship didn't start off well with this coaching staff. And then, you know, uh, another incident, it was just time to, to cut ties there. Yep. For sure. For sure. The um, – I was going to say – oh, and then Greg Emerson leaving. Greg Emerson announces he's hitting the transfer portal. Uh, not good for a tenant. We mentioned this. Not good for a Tennessee team that uh, doesn't have a ton of depth right now. Not that I don't, I don't know how much of an impact he truly would have had, but the fact is he was a body on the line and you lose that. Yeah, I think he's had a lot of injuries um, since being here. I mean, he was like a, one of the top prospects in Tennessee for that 2000, um, was it 17 class, I think. Um, he actually committed to Butch Jones and then, you know, signed with, when Jeremy Pruitt took over and uh, just kind of had some injuries and then, you know, had a big impact his sophomore year. And then last year he only had he only recorded one tackle and it was the last game of the season against Texas A&M. So, you know, not a huge impact last season. So maybe it doesn't look like a a huge loss to Tennessee. But yeah, when you're talking about bodies and the depletion of this roster, you don't really want to see anybody leave. Yep. <laughs> that, that's it. You don't want to see anybody leave at all right now. Um, he, will, which, he will have three years of eligibility left. So uh, wherever he goes. So I think that's, you know, again, maybe change the scenery. A lot of these guys that have left, you know, we're not talking about Eric Gray, you know, some of those. A a lot of players that didn't go to Power 5 programs, they weren't big losses. Like Eric Gray was a big loss. Key Lawrence was a big loss. Henry Toto, Kavaris Crouch, Juanian Morris. Other than that, like, most of those guys went down. Yeah, it's – the reason it's a big loss is just because Tennessee needs bodies. That That's really it. And it's hard to – you can't really get guys in here to replace them. So it's not like you can even get – you can't even get guys that are there, you know, equal if you wanted to try to find someone that could play with them. Um, that you, you can't even do that. So it, it, it just hurts the, the depth. Um, mm-hmm. Ron asks if, if this affects Heupel's offense at all, Salter, um, if he had legit plans for him. I mean, I, I think getting another guy in there <coughs> would have been big, but I don't think Salter would have been – Seeing the field much this year, I, I, as far as that goes, especially after losing out on the spring. If he has spring ball, we could be talking a different story, but I think it would have been difficult for him to see any significant amount of playing time this year. Yeah, and he, he didn't – he wasn't a high pool recruit. Um, so, I think that that is something to say with, like, when you have plans for somebody, you know, a guy that, you know, just gets on campus, I think it's hard to kind of make plans. And then, you know, he didn't go through spring practice. So, mm-hmm. um I don't think he was going to be, you know, make an impact this season anyway. Um, so I, I think, you know, Josh Heupel's offense will be probably between 
Hendon Hooker, Joe Milton, and Harrison Bailey. And I don't really think it's Hendon Hooker. I think it's Joe Milton or Harrison Bailey, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, interesting. So, wait. So, that, so you think it's Harrison Bailey and who? Joe Milton. Oh, okay. So, you're taking Hendon Hooker completely out of it now. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, just watching the – and, you know, maybe he does – find a way to to win the job. I, I just think with the way he looked during the orange and white game, and I know it's the orange and white game, you can't take a lot from it, but mm-hmm. he just – nothing that he showed showed me that he was ready to be the starting quarterback. I, I don't care what he did at Virginia Tech. It just seemed like Harrison Bailey was head and shoulders better than he was. Um, and, and then Joe Milton, we haven't really seen him. Right, so I think like that. That's why I'm putting him in that conversation. It could just be Harrison Bailey, but I think Joe Milton has the, you know, the athleticism. He's like six five. I mean, he looks like a freaking defensive end. Um, so I mean, if he's able to to really run this offense, you know, do the decision making for this offense, and you know, I know it is probably complicated at times. If he's able to you know, get it between the ears, I, I think he could probably – I think he has all the intangibles athletically right. to to be a really good quarterback in this league. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think I think going into the spring you had – you know, we had a lot of expectations for Hooker just because he had probably – I mean, probably the most experience uh, of anybody on the roster. So that's uh, definitely interesting. I think Harrison Bailey, I would agree talent-wise, I think he's probably some of the better talent. Um, haven't really seen much of Milton, so – I don't know for that one, but you did mention kind of some of his intangibles. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Harrison Bailey is kind of guy that everybody kind of wrote off as soon as Josh Heupel got the job right. because he's not that um, dual threat quarterback. Well, whoever you know, you got to have it. Like I said, between the ears, and you, you got to go out and and win, win the job. I think a, a coaching staff is you know they got to get the best quarterback, and then they got to make a game plan around that quarterback. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think you can pinpoint what exactly you have to have this quarterback do. I think it changes with you know the the best option you have. Yeah, and it, it's going to be interesting to see because especially in Heupel's offense with that quarterback, I mean, it's important in every offense nowadays. It's hard to just get a guy who can come in and game manage. Um, so figuring out how to not only choose that quarterback but then also maximize it is uh, it's going to be quite it's going to be quite the task just because no. No quarterback, especially because you said uh, you don't like it, you don't necessarily like him and Hooker the way you look. No quarterback really just fits this offense really, really well, prototypically speaking. So, going to be interesting to see how they can kind of, like you mentioned, pinpoint <laughs> that quarterback and then make the offense work around him. Yeah, and I, I just think like you have to have a quarterback in this offense that can take care of the football too, because. Looking at your defense, I don't know how many times you can stop a, an opposing team. So right. if you're giving it up, you know you could see um, that scoreboard on the the opposite end go up in a hurry. So you you definitely want to have somebody that can hold on to the football. That's why I kind of just don't even mention Brian Maurer because he's yeah. very turnover happy, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean you. Gonna have to find ways to protect the ball this year for sure. Uh, we've already got some expectations talk in the chat. Um, the innocent culprit said three and nine. Mark my words. Whew. If you go three and nine, it could be a rough season because you have you have the ability. You should start the season at minimum two and one, um, and you have the ability to start the season at three and nine or three and zero. Oh, excuse me. 
So if you go three and nine, if you're starting the year, let's call it two and one. Yikes. Yeah, and I think six out of Tennessee's first seven games are considered winnable. And again, that's my opinion. But I mean, when you look at Ole Miss, Missouri, uh, Pitt, Tennessee Tech, who am I missing? Of the first 10 games? First seven. First seven? Um, that's probably it because Alabama's after Ole Miss. So, yeah, you, so you got, so you got Bowling Green, Tech, South Carolina, Pitt, Missouri, Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss, I might take off that winnable game list. I just – how much do they improve? Because, I, I mean, their offense was really, really good last year, obviously. Um, if their defense can figure out a way to get those turnovers, they're going to be very, very tough to beat. Um, I think – I'm curious to see what Nick, where um, Lane Kiffin goes with that program. So, that – might might cross Ole Miss off that list. I might say five out of out of seven, but um, those other five, in my opinion, look really really good. I don't think yeah, you win five. I'd like to be clear about that. I think there's five winnable games, but I don't think you necessarily win all five. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I'm, I'm like I, I said, those first six are, are considered winnable. In my yeah, you probably don't win all those games, but yeah, I think they're you have a shot going into those games. I don't think you have a shot against Florida, Georgia, Alabama. Um, but I, I don't – Missouri doesn't scare me when I look at them. No. Ole Miss doesn't necessarily scare me. I think if you're able to come out and, and beat a Pittsburgh team pretty pretty good, you know, I, I think you'll have some confidence rolling into some of those games. Um, I, I do like, like – I think Pitt's – yeah, I think Pitt's a great draw for Tennessee as far as scheduling goes with what you've got this year. A lot of questions, but you get to play a power five opponent that's absolutely beatable. Um, that doesn't – that – Chance doesn't come along every, yeah, every and, year when you schedule that, power that game is going to be telling. It's, it's going to tell you a lot where Tennessee is probably going to end up at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But Elijah Moore was a big part of that Ole Miss team, and he's gone, so that makes we, me a little bit. That yeah. makes me feel a little bit better about Ole Miss. But it is Lane Kiffin, any skinny Lane Kiffin. I know Skinny Kiffin's back. What the heck, man? I, th- I think the SEC is going to be in for a rude awakening. I don't know. We'll see. He needs a him a woman, fatten him up a little bit. He ain't eating good. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think they'll honor uh, Johnny Majors at the Pitt game. I think isn't Pitt wearing something this year for Johnny Majors, or are they just doing it for the Tennessee game, or not? I've read that. I don't know if it's just for the Tennessee game or all season. Okay. But, yeah, they are doing something. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Is it an anniversary of some sort? When did they win the national title? With him? Yeah, that's that's what I don't – I can real quick. But um, I, I'm not sure. The uh, – oh, God. Okay, so I, what? Like, what's a – I want you to give me a record without saying like floor ceiling. Just say like I. What's the record? Oh, uh, six and six. Okay. You should nice. win six games. I think I think five and seven. If you, I mean, if you can't win six games in the schedule, you're you're in a worse. You're in a bad spot. A really I mean, bad I, spot. And I, I'm just I'm kind of having faith in this staff and this offense a little bit that they can score points. Um, I just think, you know, you're, what scares me is like you're a year behind Mizzou. Yeah, you're on the same kind of track as South Carolina, but it seems like maybe they 
they didn't have quite the mayhem of an offseason as you did. Um, Vanderbilt should be – I mean, yeah, I, there's definitely six. My problem is I think there's probably only six. <coughs> I guess that means so there's five – Seven winnable games, eight winnable games on the schedule. How many of those winnable games do you win? You know, that just makes me nervous. So Yeah, I mean, South Alabama, Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, those are those are three. If you go three, you, if you only win three games. You've got three. Oh, if you only win three, just hang it up. Like, yeah. for, forget about it. Yeah, we're no longer – there's no debate on what kind of school we are. We're not a football school. <laughs> if you win three games this season. Um but yeah, you have those three, and then you know Pitt, dude. South Carolina sucks. They they were terrible on offense last year, and they were terrible on defense. I don't see them getting much better. I don't right. think they have any great options. You know, Luke Doty is he played receiver last year, and he's probably going to be their starting quarterback. Um, so I mean, they have Marshawn Lloyd. They lost Sha Smith, who was probably their best offensive player last year. So I, I just don't I. I think we should beat – you should beat South Carolina. Um, so, that should be four wins. Vanderbilt, always terrible. That's five <laughs> wins. Yeah, I mean, you just win one game that, you know, you probably won't be favored in, and that's that's six wins. Yeah. Um, I want to I, I wanna agree with you so bad. So, <laughs> we'll and, like, and one of those games is Pitt. Yeah, I mean, it's I Kind agree. of a toss-up game. So, you know, toss-ups would be – I guess Missouri, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and and Pitt. You just got to win one of those. Yeah, it, it's just like I mean I know how bad South Carolina is. It's just we're bad too. That's my only issue. That's my <laughs> only concern. that's my concern. But I, I think I think their bad is a lot worse than our bad. I, I think you have I think you have some options at quarterback where I don't think you do at South Carolina. I would agree with that, but I mean, you got to show it. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's the I problem, think you man. have. I think How you have the, the coach that can get the most out of what he has at quarterback. I think so too. I did to be determined in my head. That's my only yeah. issue. I guess determined. I'm. I'm just. I'm talking myself up, man. <laughs> I like. I'm, it. I'm setting myself up. Is yeah, what I'm doing. You're a little early though. I mean, what are you going to be at by September? It's only. It's not even July yet. You're going to be. You're ahead of schedule. Undefeated, baby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, let's talk. Let's talk some. Anything else for? We got some questions around here. Uh, yeah, on Twitter. So, um, D Gray says, "Why no Vitello deal? Stadium issues with the road, etc." I think we'll probably see a Vitello new deal at at some point in time. Um, I'm sure they're working on that. He said he, he mentioned that him and Danny White have, have had talks. Um, so I think 2019 when he got his extension, I think that was June 19th. I mean, he, they got back from Omaha not even a week ago. So you know they're having to do with some, deal with some staff, um, you know things in place with with Kivett going. They promoted Richard Jackson, so. You know, probably getting all that in order and then, you know, kind of see where they're at. And uh, you'll probably see something very soon. Somebody said as early as tomorrow. Um, I'd heard that. Um, gotcha. But, yeah, in the next couple of weeks, you'll you'll see that, that new deal probably roll out with Vitell and his um, extension. Did you say there was a mention of the maybe some holdup with the road 
as far as stadium goes? Yeah, I mean, with with the road, I, like most people don't even use that road anyway. And I, think, I, I guess they're talking about behind it. I think the plans and the renovation are to pretty much take that road out. Yeah. Is is kind of – so I don't know if – is he saying that may hold it up or that may, may be a hurdle? Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of close that road anyway for the – Super regionals and regionals. So I mean, it's not like it's not like you really. It, it's it's a big deal to close the road. Um, I, I do think that Tennessee is limited in maybe extending it out further. Like I think they have to build like like we've mentioned, kind of build up and not. You know, they can't. They couldn't build a TD Ameritrade Park where <laughs> right. they're at. Right. Um. They're they're gonna have to build up instead of out. They have, uh, they have enough room, though, to build a plenty quality stadium there. Oh, um, yeah, 100%. I mean, what they've got going down the right field side is is plenty good enough. I think you'd like to see, you know, at least behind home plate covered, um, you know, some things to kind of make it look like a ballpark. But, yeah, I don't I don't think they'll have any issues. The But I did hear that they – seems like the road's probably coming out at some point in the renovation stage. So Yeah, and you can probably cut it out where the, the main entrance is – you know that that whole road that you close for that the watch party. I, I don't think many people drive on that road anyway. Right, and I don't know if uh, I'm trying. I don't. I think you. I think the first <laughs> stage that you're going to see here real soon will just be completing the the completing the stands as far as down the left field side. Mm-hmm. I think is the first step you're going to see that and the porch. I think are the um, most pressing issues. Make the porch a little bit nicer. Uh, I think the, those plans that were leaked, I'm not going to confirm that they're real, but I think that's the, at least the idea of what kind of the first stage of the renovations. Yeah, and the press box needs to be done. Like the the whole entrance needs to be like a when they redid Gate 21 and yeah. made it, you know, that that brick and things like that. I think that should be kind of what that entrance looks like because, I mean, it's it's an eyesore too. Yeah, no, it definitely it definitely doesn't look great. I'm sure it'll be the. I think their first their first concern is getting more fans in there, and then they'll pretty it up as they go along. I don't think that'll be a a need addressed too early on, but I think it is part of the plans. We'll see here. That's uh, so maybe a Tony Vitello deal tomorrow, or at least a stadium announcement. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think facilities also ju- doesn't just mean the stadium. I think they wanted to get a new weight room as well in there. Um, so it's again, whatever Tony Vitello wants is what he should get. Yep. So if he, if he thinks that's a, a bigger issue than the stadium, then they'll probably go with, you know, renovating the, the weight room and things like that first. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Any other questions? I'm trying to see if we had any more in the chat. Well, we had one more. Um, um, Dub himself said, what's going to be the game day beverages for football season? <coughs> Think, I think uh, I don't know. I mean, probably classic Miller Lite because it's cheap for twenty four pack. So it's probably what we're going. I wonder what will like if you know how they're supposed to do the the renovations where they have like the I don't know some kind of bar or something. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that like will have cocktails. I don't know who it's open to. If it'll be I, open to everybody. I think that'll be that was just in like up in your area. I don't okay. think it's a special area. I think they're what they will sell along with that area is standing room only tickets. I know that's kind of become popular in like baseball stadiums and hockey stadiums recently. Um, I think Nashville did it when they were in the playoffs, like in the mm-hmm. 
Western Conference Finals a couple years ago. But the yeah, I think that'll be like a standing room only kind of deal with the bar and whatnot behind it. I don't know if they'll have liquor or not because they don't have liquor in the stadium. So I don't know. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they don't sell it anywhere. They do have it in the press boxes, but that's that's bring your own. Right. So, and so is the, all the airplane bottles that you see empty on the way. Yeah, out that's, that's also bring your own. I, I wonder how much of that, how much yeah, I, Comparatively speaking, how much of that you've seen the last two years with alcohol being sold? I wonder if it's less or not. Because I mean, a lot of those people are probably under the age to legally purchase alcohol. So right, uh, yeah, um, yeah. You probably see a lot less than that. Uh, a lot less now that you can just buy beer. Right. You know, why am I going to go to a liquor store and you know if they check good enough, they're probably going to find them. Nah. But yeah, usually you get the guy that. Where was he at? That the guy at the NFL game that was just like, oh no, that was a game and that was a soccer game somewhere. Oh, in, was it? Yeah, somewhere in Europe. He's just like, you're good. He's not even <laughs> touching them. He's like blessing them. Or Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt doesn't check you at all. Vanderbilt does not check you at all. Thought it'd be. They're a just locker. happy somebody's coming in the stadium. Yeah, like, come on in. Bring whatever you want. <laughs> it's like Central Filling Station. They let you bring a cooler and everything. <laughs> yeah, Vanderbilt, I, I, I didn't know it would be that easier. I would have taken a few more bottles because I needed it that game. Exactly, yeah. I needed it. Oh, all right. No more questions? That's it? That's all I got. Um, most important of the week? Most important. Um, so I am going to – the Shriners Hospitals for, chil- for Children College Classic is the name of that tournament Tennessee is going to play in. Um, in 2022 at Minute Maid Park, it'll be March 4th through the 6th. It'll be uh, it'll include Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma, LSU, Tennessee, and UCLA. So you'll have Texas, who, who you know put Tennessee out of in Omaha. You have LSU, who Tennessee put out in the Super Regionals, who you know they thought they didn't want Tony Vitello. They did want him. And they didn't want him again after they uh, hired Jay Johnson, so I, I think there'll be some fireworks in that in that tournament. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure they will. Unless are yeah. they gonna deaden the balls this this season after after this year? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, how can you? Yeah, make make baseball fun again. Yeah, with the bat flips and everything, that's what people want to see: entertainment. Uh, sports are for right entertainment. Uh, Let's juice the balls. Juice them up. Bases juice. I want, yeah, juice. I want the balls juice and I want sticky substance. That's what I want. Yeah, dude. Let them like, play. If you make contact, you're gonna you're gonna that thing's going out of the park. But you gotta right. you gotta hit off you gotta hit off the guy first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's throw let's throw freaking tennis balls. I mean, let's <laughs> would those fly do those fly farther? I would think they fly less far. They probably like if you got a hold of a baseball and a hold of a tennis ball, the baseball is probably going to go further. Base or tennis ball is going to like easier, easier to hit farther. E- yeah, easier to get a hold of. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, my first one, keeping keeping it in Tennessee here. This is pretty incredible. We talked about this either last week or or last Wednesday or the last week. Uh, Randy Boyd, fit guy. He ran his seventy third half marathon <laughs> in his forty ninth state this weekend. Yeah, Jesus. 
So, so what states do they have left? Did the, uh, the, I don't, I mean, I got to assume it's either, Ala- I got to assume Alaska. It's got to be Alaska, Hawaii. And I just don't think they're doing a lot of half marathons up in Alaska. So I could be wrong about that. I feel like Colorado would be tough. Yeah. To no, run a half marathon in. That would be any, terrible. Anywhere would be tough for me. But yeah, that thing does. That's true. Like seventy-three half marathons. It's it's hardly forty marathons, but still, I that's stupid. How many marathon? Like so that would be what seventy seventy-three divided by. Like, does he run marathons too, or does he just do halves? I don't know. I he just tweeted that. I <laughs> I'm not sure. Randy, we need it. We need yeah. all the facts here, buddy. Yeah, come on, don't don't leave us hanging. Yeah, because right. what if he's what if he's ran like twelve marathons? So we do have another question. Avery Jankowski, I hope I got that right. Um, said hello. Can you guys discuss our defensive back situation, including current guys and transfers? Oh man, um, I think Alante Taylor, Warren Braille will probably be your. Your starters, you also have Kenneth George Jr. who has a ton of experience. I don't really know where Tennessee goes on defense. Are they going to go that – I think they'll have like a nickelback package, but is that going to be their their main package? Um, Danico Slaughter will probably be in there. Um, I'm trying to think. Trayvon Flowers are going to be – and Jalen McCullough are probably going to be your safeties. Um, I think you got Deshaun Rucker who's now on campus, he'll probably have some sort of impact. Um, yeah. You, you got to think, I mean, most defenses are that Nickelback is their primary package now with mm-hmm. these, you know, spread pass happy offenses. So, yeah, I mean, I got to think there's, you're going to, I mean, do you even have five defensive backs total on the team right now? It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be. I mean, we mentioned it with this entire roster. It's gonna be a tough go around, uh, not just to get guys that can play, but to get guys on the field. So, I think losing Bryce Thompson was was uh, tough, and then losing Key Lawrence on top of that was was because Jeremy Pruitt, for him being a defensive back guru, did not get a ton of no. DBs um, at all. While he was here, so um, you know yeah, it's it's pretty depleted. Um, Sean Chamberger departed, so yeah, don't have a ton of options. But I think you got you know quality starters, guys that have some experience. Right. With, um, Kenneth George, Kenneth George Jr., Alante Taylor, Warren Burrell, and then Danico Slaughter. You know, played in that first game last season as a true freshman. Trayvon Flowers is a an All SEC preseason team um, guy and then Jalen McCullough has so you have some experience so I think that's good but you know behind those if you have some injuries and stuff like that I think it's going to be pretty pretty thin at defensive back yeah it, I don't I mean I don't know really that's it that's all you have to say uh, yeah, you, do, you also have Kamal Patty, who, uh, kid, is that the kid from Auburn yeah that's a kid from Auburn okay so you get you do have some help coming in, but it's going to, I mean, you just don't have a ton of guys and you, and then the guys you do have, there's a few in there with, you know, some experience, but um, you don't really have a guy that's played a ton of nickel that um, 
Andrew or Avery, excuse me, mentioned it. Uh, Banks is probably a four-two-five guy. They're they're probably gonna you're probably gonna see a lot of nickel this year, just by how you know what you need. And it's um, it's a thin position with not a not a ton of just proven talent. If if there is talent there, it's not proven yet. Yeah, I think um, Christian Charles is a true freshman too. He'll probably get. Um, Probably some looks there. I think he had a really good spring. He was an early enrollee. Um, so, yeah, you could see him maybe get a go at the nickel or, you know, one of the corner spots. But, yeah, I think, you know, Alante Taylor, Warren Burrell, Kenneth George Jr. are probably going to be your corners. And then Flowers and McCullough are probably going to be your safeties with, you know, Rucker and Christian Charles and Kamal Hayden. You know, I, I don't I don't know what, what Hayden, Hayden, whatever his name is, uh-huh. um, really looks like. We haven't seen anything from him. You know, I know he's a, a bigger corner, um, so maybe you know I just don't know what he really looks like. But I think you got ton of experience, some ex- ton of experience with the guys you have, but you don't have a lot of guys. That that I mean, that that's that's a big issue. I, I do think uh, I think Travion Flowers. I mean, I thought he played really really well last year, but mostly in run defense. Um, I think I think there's a lot of questions uh, about guys who can. We talked about it. Turnovers. Who can who can go and create turnovers? Who can go and get the ball? That's a big question with this defensive back backfield, and um, that's the thing you need. They're not you don't expect them to grind out you know three and outs and get defenses or offenses off the field. You you expect them to to make plays for the offense. Who's going to make those plays? Because if you aren't making them, I, I expect to get scored on. Because again, I don't expect you to grind grind out series. Yeah, and Theo Jackson, Tamari McDonald are two other guys who have some experience in that defensive backfield. Um, we'll probably be lined up at safety, maybe um, maybe nickel. You could see uh, either one of those guys at, at either one of those positions. But, uh, yeah, I just don't know really what what you have because you, you didn't get a lot of great play from your defensive backs last season besides right. Bryce Thompson and at times Trayvon Flowers. Um, McCullough looks slow, and, you know, I know he dealt with some injuries, so – you know, we'll kind of see where, where things are at. Yeah. You know, none – Latte Taylor, Kenneth George Jr., Warren Burrell, none of those three guys really impressed me last year. So, I think mm-hmm. that's – Latte Taylor, you know, from a from a leadership standpoint, I think he is a starter. I think he has those intangibles to be a really good – you know, you saw that in his freshman year, to be a really good player in this league. Um, he, he was great in the run, uh, run defense last year as well. So, yeah. But just you know, the the bonehead plays keep him humbled. Absolutely, absolutely. I should have music start playing on my there end. Hopefully, I got it off. There we go. I don't know what just happened there. Uh, scared me though. Ross Thompson will absolutely be missed. Um, absolutely. I mean, he didn't get to play a lot on the outside last year, so just by what was done. But yep. Uh, did you see this one? This one's for you, definitely. Avery asked, any potential uh, recruiting news, rumors coming down the pipeline? I think there might be something expected tomorrow, right? Did I read that? Um, I, I haven't heard anything about tomorrow. Okay. Um, then I just made that up. Make, make something up for tomorrow. I just yeah, – I mean, possibly could. Guys, you know, being on their official visit, they go back home and, and talk about it and then make their decision. So that, that could be something. Maybe Quintel Jones or – um, Masai Reddick, who uh, visited two weeks ago, you know, maybe one of those guys commits. Ron Brubaker is supposed to make his decision July 4th. 
I don't know if that – I don't think it'll be Tennessee. So, um, you know, he, he's, his dad went to Penn State. I, and I know he's getting crystal balls for South Carolina too. So, I just – it just doesn't seem like Tennessee is um, really trending there. Yeah, I think you could maybe see a couple more here in the next couple weeks. Um, but I, th- I think the official visits have been going well. Yeah. Um, every, every interview that I've seen with Eric Kane and some of those guys at VolQuest seem to, to really like this coaching staff. Um, and everything that they're telling them, you know, before they meet them, you know, when they come here, it's it's true and then some. So I think that's really, that's really cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I we'll see where this team goes. I, you know, as far as recruiting, like I mentioned, if this if this staff's able to get some big commits, I'll be pretty impressed just because of the situation they're in. Not necessarily due to their own. Yeah, know, and thoughts, and, but. and I think it like being in the situation that you're in. I, I think you want to do a better job in state. I mean, like the 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 only player they got in state is Caleb Her- or Elijah Herring, and he's the number twenty eight player in the state. So. um you know, want to do a better job in state. Maybe Cam Miller, Isaiah Horton, um, some of those guys. I, I know they're gonna. They've had Walter Nolan on campus twice in the month of June. I, I think that's big. I don't know if they, like I said, just like I said earlier, competing against every team in the country for Walter Nolan. I just don't see Tennessee coming out on the the winning end of that one. But uh, yeah, I want to do a better better job recruiting in state because I, I think it's gonna be tough to recruit outside the state with a position that you're in yeah 100 100 percent. all right uh most important of the week do we, did we already do one i feel like we did <coughs> we did we we've okay. done a couple we got caught um, getting lost here that's kind of all i got for most important i do have yeah. a couple fails i've got a fail too and and i'm glad i kept this this one um so patrick beverly was celebrating at some point so our man cork this one got lost in all the Tennessee hate. He tweeted, it was not that long ago that if Pat Beverly had done this, he would have been accused of flashing gang signs. He's pretty much just doing this. Love it. Peace up, eight down, down, but sideways. There you go. That is an idiot. How does he... I'm not a cancel culture guy, but I wish he had gotten fired just because he doesn't seem intelligent enough to hold a job. So... (laughs) Oh, Cork. <laughs> Corky Gaines. Is that his name? Gaines? How do you not change your name at this point? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Um. Oh, also, Dub himself told us that Mad- Madison, Mississippi is a suburb. I don't know if you remember this. We were like, could you name where Madison, Mississippi is? And we were like, absolutely not. <laughs> um. So we got a geography lesson. We're geography guys. So it's good to learn. Madison, Mississippi is a suburb north of Jackson. Most famous alumni is Stephen Gostowski. He knows that because he went to high school there. So, okay. Steven Gostowski is from Madison, Mississippi. I would not have guessed a guy with the last name Gostowski went to, came from Madison, Mississippi. Yeah, it's in a suburb of Jackson, Mississippi. But hey, yeah. you learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I did have one more. Hold on. Oh, I, it was a tiger that Missouri is using, the stuffed tiger. Oh, was, God. Here. Hey, that's, a, that's, it, that's your fail of the week? You can't see that, can you? Damn. No, nah, I, I got a good. Oh, God. Oh gosh! Oh yeah, it's like a full tiger. Yeah, that's bad. That's not good looking. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Yikes. It looks like you're trying to lure kids in Missouri. It's kind of weird. 
Um, fail of the week. I, I don't know if I have any. Oh, I have or one. DraftKings. Anymore, sorry. Oh, what'd they do this time? I bet on a boost that Kamar Rocker have 10 strikeouts and Vanderbilt would win before all the COVID stuff happened. They end up playing the game. Kamar Rocker has 11 strikeouts. Vanderbilt wins. They void my bet. Why'd they Wait, why'd they void it? I don't know. I guess because the time changed. The game got moved back. I don't. I don't what know. I'm heck? just. I'm just like, dude. Yeah, that's. pretty I mean, cool. it wasn't like a, I didn't put a lot of money on it. Yeah, but that's still, still. No, that's messed up. I agree with you. It's messed up. Come on, DraftKings, be better. Be better. That's all I want. Be better. DraftKings been like royally effing me on some golf bets. So. Oh really? Yeah. It's not been fun. Mm. I've been fun. Uh, I don't have any more. You have any, any others? That's all I got. Guys, it's been a fun one. We will be back Wednesday doing some off-season grind. We're in the we're in the we're in the summer. It's been nice to just not not only not think about football, but it's also been nice to like actually have content and not really be kind of making it up. Um, so that that's been fun. Shout out to baseball, but now now it's Tom. We uh yeah. We'll have we to gotta, get some more um some more special guests and things like that on here to absolutely kind of pass the time and um, feel some some content. We'll do it. We'll do it. Guys, we appreciate y'all listening. It's been fun. We'll be back on Wednesday, same time, same place. Yeah, have a good rest of your week. Monday sucks, but uh, if you miss this, I guess if you're listening to it, you can't really listen to it on Monday. Go back and watch it again. That'd be fun. <laughs> wait, wait. You can't listen to this show again on Monday? Is that what you said? I'm saying if like you're hearing this, oh, you've already listened to it, so you're probably not listening to it on Monday. But you yeah, can. But you can, yeah, but, and, but also have a good Monday. <laughs> yeah, have a good Monday. Have a good rest of your week. We'll see you back on Wednesday.